Welcome to Things That Will Help with Buffy Barfoot. This podcast explores what it's like to be human and how to find tools to feel clear, grounded, and happier. The weekly theme will be simple as well as rich and something you can apply to your real life. The human stories ahead do not negate the hard or the dark, but rather point to the lighthouses along the way. This is Buffy. Hey, everybody. Um, I have a very special guest with me today. This is Otis, uh, my seven-year-old son. And Otis and I, we have so many good talks with each other. And he's definitely an old soul and um, a deep thinker. And so I wanted to bring him on today to read a book um, for us that has become a really sweet addition to our library. And um, I thought it would be special for him to read it to us because it's sort of about my topic today. So here is Otis. Hello, this is the story, Maybe. A story about the endless potential in all of us. Written by Kobe Yamada. Illustrated by Gabriella Brout. Have you ever wondered why you're here? You are the only you are the only you that has been or ever will be. You have so much to offer. Maybe you'll invent something that no one has ever seen before. Maybe you will build things that reach high into the sky. Your life is yours. Try as many things as you can try. See as much as you can see. Wherever you go, take your hopes, pack your dreams, and never forget it is on your journeys that discoveries are made. Maybe you will help others to see the beauty in each day. Maybe you will lift cheering clouds onto their feet. Do everything with love. Follow your heart and see where it leads you. Maybe you are here to shine a light into places that have been dark for far too long. Maybe you'll speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. Maybe you are here to help in ways that only you can. There will be struggles, there will be fears, and it won't always be easy. At times it will feel really hard and you might make a mess of things. You may fall down. You may fail, but you will also get back up, and you will rise a little stronger and a little taller, because there really is more inside you than you know, and this world needs your gifts, 
your talents, your big ideas, and maybe you are just getting started. What if you are only scratching the surface of what you can do and who you can be? What if you have talents you haven't discovered yet? There is something powerful, even magical, about you. You already have everything it takes to do big things. Maybe you have no idea how good you can really be, and maybe you don't know how much you matter. But maybe, just maybe, the world has been waiting centuries for someone exactly like you. One thing is for sure. You are here, and because you are, you, you are here, anything is possible. The end. Thanks, buddy, so much for being here and for reading. Yes, bye. Thank you. I know that you're in process and you're trying to decide which is the right way and what are the right ingredients and components and your next steps. I'm constantly in awe of the people around me and how many stories we are all carrying, how many incompletes we're all in the middle of. I have a dear friend who's in the middle of a divorce that she didn't expect. I have another one longing for a baby. I have another friend falling in love but scared to commit. I have a different friend discovering new career options in the middle of her life. I have yet another friend looking over the cliff of cancer and wondering about her own mortality and what's going to happen to her family. I am holding another friend's hand as she navigates the unimaginable loss of her teenage son. And there are a hundred more stories that I could name right here in my own inner circle of humans that are hanging on for dear life. And I also have my own spirals and stories that have left me wondering about the unknown. What I'm supposed to do about it. And how to live a heartful life in the presence um, of whatever's in front of me and in the meantime. And so my questions are, how can we live well in the maybe? How can we trust the maybe? And, and maybe even relish it as something that's a gift rather than a liability. So y'all know me. I love metaphor. And so I've been thinking about what gives me peace and relaxes me about not knowing what's coming next. And that's trust, of course. Trust that if I just practice the day and be present with what's in front of me, it's all going to unfold as it should. But still, it feels really hard, I think, when we want to be in control and know somehow on a deep and cellular level that we're okay and being taken care of in a certain way. Most of the time I feel responsible for everything and I heavily carry all the stuff 
of all the people I feel like I'm in charge of. And I, I try to control all the minutia around that. And of course, I need everybody to like me and be pleased with how I'm controlling everything, even down to the tone of voice that I'm using and how enthusiastic I sounded in the text message that I just sent out. <laughs> and if I'm honest, I don't, I don't leave a lot of room for trust falls because I like to control everything on the way down. And I'm a planner and a strategist and I'm a detailed list maker. But places of maybe and places of trust fall show up anyway, because as I good and well know, and as you good and well know, we cannot control most things, much less everything. And so I've begun to think of what I call my lab partner, and it's really helped me. And I wanted to share this metaphor with you. We are in partnership with a source that we cannot see. We are in collaboration with spirit, with God, with the goddess, with divine spirit, with the universe, with a benevolent and expansive and mighty spirit that has our highest good in mind. I believe this. And whatever you'd like to call it, whatever church or doctrine or guides you subscribe to, however you'd like to paint those inner pictures of something that is bigger than you, that's up to you. That's really personal and really particular to you. But I've started to think about this benevolent spirit as a lab partner. You know how when you were in school and had a science project to do and you had a lab partner. And for me, there was mixed feelings kind of about this because I was a diligent student and I would worry that my lab partner wasn't going to work as hard as me and put forth the effort. But because sometimes I had no choice, it created a bit of a trust fall. And what I found is that if I talked it out with my lab partner and then consciously designated who was doing what, then it usually worked out. And then there was a greater vision and there was a greater outcome, an even more expansive outcome than I could have done by myself. And I worked less hard overall because there were more hands on deck and because part of the project that was my work, that part I could really pour myself into and not worry so much about the rest. And that in turn in those collaborative projects created relief. And so right now, as we all are, I'm experiencing uncertainty in some areas in my life. Some things feel unclear and like I'm not exactly sure how to proceed. What's the formula for this? Is it this way or is it that way? Is it going to work out and be okay? And if so, if it is okay, then how is it going to look? How exactly is it going to be okay? <laughs> is what I want to know. These are the questions I'm wrestling with in the dark. And I bet that you are wrestling with these two on some level. So what if we had a lab partner who's working quietly on this with you, who is guiding the ship when you're asleep or resting and healing? What if you can't see the entire scope of the project, but right now you can only see the parts that you're responsible for? 
But what if somehow even then you knew deep in your bones that your lab partner is invested in your highest good? I believe that that actual act of relaxing into the lab partner support can make things go more smoothly. I was thinking about um, Muhammad Ali and when he would fight, he would lean back on the ropes and it was called the rope-a-dope, I think is what he called it. And as his opponent would wear himself out swinging, Ali would would lean back and that was when he would restore his strength and it was strategic and it was brilliant. Um, he would find refuge in the middle of a really intense fight by leaning back and taking some time to collect himself. We are all working so hard at our lives. And I know this because the only people who listen to this podcast are folks who are trying to discover more about themselves and a clear path through. I know that you're not a passive bystander because if you were, you would have stopped listening long ago. So my question for all of us is what if we leaned back on the ropes a little and took some pressure off and let our lab partner take some of the heavy effort What if we spent some time, a balanced amount of time, receiving, softening, instead of grinding and effortful, controlling, muscling, those kind of feelings, those kind of actions? What if we followed the grain more and we relaxed and we watched for signs of when we need to stand up? Because working hard and pressing down hard all the time isn't good for projects. It isn't good for relationships or art or health or parenting or really anything. I haven't seen anything that that kind of intense, hard-hitting pressure that wears us out is good for. So our hands and our load is lighter when we have that lab partner in mind. And being less alone in all of this life stuff is such an important perspective. And I think it's one that's really simple and I think we forget. Even really deep spiritual people forget. But that reminder can make everything lighter and it can bring you into a space of possibility because it takes some of the responsibility off of you and then it leaves some things up in the air for spirit, for fate, for the wind to carry it and for mystery to serve what it does best. And life is, of course, not life without deep mystery surrounding it, especially, I think, mystery in the timing of things, when things are going to happen. You know, there's so many questions right now. When am I going to meet my partner? Will I ever be able to have children? Will I be able to publish this book that I believe is inside of me? What is in store for my career? Will I be recognized for the real work I'm meant to do in this world? Will I have enough money to take care of myself? Will I survive this cancer? Will my children be safe from harm? Is there something else I should be doing in the world right now? Why did this person betray me? Should I move to another country? How will I be able to take care of my family and myself at the same time? 
How can we know for sure what is next? These are a million questions that I hear around me from people I love, from myself. It's just such a human, human time, a really raw and vulnerable time, I think, right now. And these questions and maybe other ones are on your mind. And I know that you're in the middle of something. And I want you to know if there's nothing else you get from this episode, and actually I would say if there's nothing else you get from this podcast in general, is that I want you to know that you're not alone in the process of being human, that you are protected and you're not solely responsible for the outcome. There are other factors at work that have your highest good in mind. And if we can just trust that, the practice of life is just going to feel better. So I think it's not just knowing this intellectually, that's enough. It's because the intellect can only take us so far. I think it really is leaning back and learning to settle your nervous system and not grip so tightly and not grip cellularly and muscularly. So right now, I want you to do this right now while you're listening to me. Close your eyes. And if you're driving, pull over and park. And if you're walking, then sit down somewhere. Close your eyes and begin to breathe deeply. And as you connect your breath, just settle your bones and lean back just a touch. Still with your eyes closed, breathing deeply. Begin to expand your insides. And as you breathe, imagine light pouring in from the crown, the very top of your head. Light pouring in like warm honey. Light filling you with nourishment and trust. Keep breathing with me. You can give over a little bit of your control. You don't have to be in charge right now. You can just take some time to receive and loosen your grip. Receive goodness, breath, light, and love every day. Even if it's just like a couple of minutes a day that you do this, that you sit down and do this, take time to close your eyes and receive this from the top down, this honeyed light pouring into your beautiful body. As many times as you need, as many times as you feel anxious, 
or just need a reset? There are and always will be infinite maybes. Maybes are going to be everywhere. And I think we can choose for those maybes to feel scary. Or instead, we can choose for them to feel like potential and gorgeous possibility. It may be different than you thought. The project may be even richer or bigger or have an unexpected shape or appendage. Perfectly imperfect. When I lived in Chicago years ago, I used to work at a restaurant downtown. I was a waiter. And when the restaurant was slow, um, I would learn how to salsa dance. I made friends with a busboy there named Jorge, and he would teach me how to salsa dance when it was slow, and I loved it so much. And there was this amazing Latin club in Chicago. I don't know if it's still there, but it was called Nacional. And we would go there, all of us, when the restaurant closed, when our restaurant closed, and we would dance for hours and hours, like late into the night. And it gave me so much life to salsa dance. And it was all about listening to your partner and the subtleties and not gripping, but keeping, Jorge would always talk about like you had to keep light hands and fluid movement, light hands, so that you could get the cue to switch directions if you needed to or turn on a dime or do a dip or a lift or something. And it was about being so present with that person and feeling the subtle shift or nudge of their hand, which could pivot your whole body in a new direction. And I not only love the ritual and the rhythm of it, but I also liked the wild card too, the kind of unexpected turns that I had to be ready for and the ability to be light and malleable while being strong in my center at the same time. It was such an interesting balance and something that I loved and still do. And I think that's what we hope for in life is that lightness, that ability to pivot while still having a a strong, clear base and a connection to source. A salsa partner, a lab partner, a lighter load to share something with someone else or something else that can carry us through this duck and in certain places. So that's what I'm hoping for all of us, because I know that you're in it in your own particular way. And I hope that these metaphors, these ideas give you a little bit of a lighthouse or a way not to grip so hard while you're in all of the maybes. My patron of honor this week is Katie Dooley. They're amazing and have been one of my favorite students for a very long time. This is directly from Katie. My pronouns are they, them. Gosh, I sure love being outside, namely walking in the forest. I feel most connected to everything when I'm outside in the mountains. I'm also able to rejuvenate while I'm out there which particularly right now as a queer person 
connection, and rejuvenation are lifelines. I love to support and empower people, namely oppressed folks, to access being outside. This is one of Katie's favorite quotes. This is from the chapter, Learning the Grammar of Animacy, in the book, Braiding Sweet Grass by Robin Wall Camara, and it's just such a fantastic book. Quote, to be native to a place, we must learn to speak its language. I come here to listen, to nestle in the curve of the roots in a soft hollow of pine needles, to lean my bones against the column of white pine, to turn off the voice in my head until I can hear the voices outside it, the shh of wind in needles, water trickling over a rock, nut thatch tapping, chipmunks digging, beech nut falling, mosquito in my ear, and something more. Something that is not me, for which we have no language. The wordless being of others in which we are never alone. After the drumbeat of my mother's heart, this was my first language. I could spend a whole day listening and a whole night, and in the morning, without my hearing it, there might be a mushroom that was not there the night before, creamy and white, pushed up from the pine needle duff out of the darkness to light, still glistening with the fluid of its passage. Papawi. Katie is passionate about so many amazing humans and organizations that are doing remarkable things, particularly for those who are typically marginalized and or oppressed. I will put all of these um, that she recommended in the show notes for you to discover. And thank you to all of my patrons who support this podcast. Thank you for all of my listeners. And I hope it helps. And I hope that you have the most beautiful day. Thanks again. Thanks again.